It's your boy, Mad Matt, back at it again. This time coming at you with a new format, new show. It's my show, the single show. Uh, it's not going to be as long as the traditional Fat Entitled Bastards format. It's called the El Bastardo Magnifico. And I'm your host, the El Bastardo Magnifico, Mad Matt. Um, I want to start the show out by saying that... Uh, I'm going to have some, like, weird opinions. There's going to be weird spacings and shit like that. I don't want the show to be more than, like, 30 or 40 minutes. But it might be. It just kind of depends on what we do, you know. So, uh, I want to kind of catch everybody up with where I've been and what's been going on. So, I'm currently under quarantine uh, for the COVID-19 virus. I'm not. It's not confirmed. I've just been tested. I don't think I have it, but... I could come back in another episode and be like, yeah, I totally had that shit. It's not fun. And I'm on, like, day, like, fucking four or five or three. I don't even remember. It's all starting to bleed together nowadays. <coughs> As you can hear, I'm currently under the weather. But that's fine, because I'm still drinking my ass off and having a good day, a good time, that kind of thing. So, like, what's weird is that, like, we're in the middle of, like, some sort of crazy-ass <laughs> pandemic. And it's not, like, Spanish flu level, but it's still not, like, uh, great. Like, it's not good. And one of the things I'm worried the most about is that I may have unintentionally infected, like, a fuck ton of my friends. Because I recently went down to Tampa for a wedding for one of my best friends in the world, Craig. Craig and Liz, congratulations on the nuptials. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of interesting because, like... I don't meet all the symptoms, but I do meet symptoms. And there's all kind of news floating around about, like, asymptomatic peoples and, like, just not meeting all the symptoms because it's not, like, just a regular cut and dry, like, fucking, this is the virus, like, outbreak, bleed out your eyes kind of bullshit. Like, it's literally like a respiratory thing. And what's weird is that, like, I am immunodeficient, so uh, it's kind of fucking freaky. Secondly... My family is immunodeficient as well, so, like, me being here is, like, wicked dangerous. And, fortunately, Poppy's not here right now, but Mom's is, so, like, it's just not okay. What's crazy is that I live in Alamance County, and we first had our first confirmed case, and everybody keeps texting me, like, is this you? And I'm like, I don't even know. It might be. So, like, it's kind of a weird place to be, and I'm not, like, scared about it because I can beat off just about anything, especially my dick. Ew. But it's like one of those things where, uh, you know, I don't, I'm just not sure. So, like, I'm not really sure about, like, the symptoms. I know i got a stuffy as fuck nose. That's not one of the symptoms. So, well, but it's just like a respiratory or a sinus thing, which would be super beneficial to me, not having the fucking coronavirus. And probably the weirdest thing so far is that I have a fuck ton of motherfuckers, like, waiting to see if I have it or not because they're on quarantine because I'm under quarantine. And I've been nearby them pretty recently. 
So, like, it's just one of those things where you're not quite sure what's going on. And the health department doesn't do a really good job of making sure that, like, you know or don't know whether or not you're infected. And so I'm just hanging out under fucking house arrest, pretty much. I had to sign a government paper with the health department of North Carolina to say that I would be under at least a five-day quarantine. And I wouldn't leave my house, so, like, I'm trying to, like, depend on DoorDash, but that shit's going down because all the restaurants are closed and everything. And it's just weird. It's a weird situation. The funniest the shit so far has been, like, just getting absolutely harassed about my status. Like, I can force the health department to do anything. And I have a ton of people who just don't believe me. It's like, that's fine. But, like, you quarantined yourself. You never had to tell your job you were around me. And I told you I thought it was a respiratory infection or a sinus infection or whatever. Like, it's just whatever. I'm not really worried about, like, other people. I'm just letting you know. It's like, uh... I've never had one, but if you had an STD, like, you're required to tell people you were around them. Like, that's that's where I'm at. Like, just, like, I let people know, like, hey, I'm being quarantined. I don't really know if it's true or not. You know, I don't know if I have it. And it's just one of those things where we're not quite sure, you know? So we're going from there. And what's really crazy is I want to talk about some other stuff, too, like what's been going on. The fact that Tom Brady is no longer a Patriot. Like, he is leaving the team and has signed for $30 million a year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of all people. And, like, what's cool is I used to be, like, a Bucks season ticket holder with uh, Cam on the old radio show and everything like that. But, like, I'm not sure that Tom Brady can translate what he had as a success in the play caller in uh, uh, the New England as he would with Tampa Bay. Now, he did make some things very clear. He wants to have a hand in the roster, and he also wants to have a hand in the play calling, which I think couldn't hurt the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But as I, as far as I know, Bruce Arians is still the coach there, so, like, maybe, maybe not. It's one of those things where we're not quite sure. And so I, I would need to see the, the Buccaneers really vamp up that offensive line so their quarterback doesn't get their ass kicked regularly because he's a 42-year-old man. He's about to get smacked, smacked. And it didn't used to be an easy division, but with, like, the Carolina Panthers completely retrofitting their team, I'm not entirely certain. So it's extremely difficult for me to believe that he could turn around a team that has been traditionally terrible like that. And if he does, he's clearly the GOAT before he even starts this. But it really feels like the Michael Jordan and the Wizards kind of situation. Like, I think he's just trying to get $30 million a year. Just pad out my uh, my stats and my statistics, whatever. Doesn't even matter. I'm the GOAT. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm Tom Brady. You know, there's nobody with more rings. There's nobody with more records. Like, he's just the man. And, like, when we look back on time and, like, oh, Tom Brady uh, or, uh, could not be the, like, f- well, fuck yourself. Because even though we all hate the fucking Patriots, um, he clearly was the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Maybe he still is the greatest of all time. You don't know. You just don't know. And so what's, uh, what's going through my mind is how do you t- uh, protect your... Uh, 42-year-old genius quarterback, you know, like, how do you, how do you make that work? So it's going to be an interesting turn to see, like, I'm genuinely interesting, 
or uh, interested rather, because I've been drinking, to see whether or not uh, Tom Brady can turn around a franchise that has been traditionally fucking terrible. You know? Like, you don't know. And I don't really think they have the assets to support a Tom Brady. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see what the Bucks do in free agency to, to kind of get him some receivers and stuff like that in the draft. Like, I kind of want to see what he does. The other question I have, which is fucking pretty pressing, is who is the fucking quarterback of New England? Like, that shit should be the number one question in the media right now. I don't even know who their backup is, to be frank. And there's a few things in, in, in my question repertoire as to why he would have left New England. What is Bill Belichick going to do? Because I feel like Belichick has a ton of tread left on those tires. Like, where is Belichick going to go? Because I don't think he stays with the Patriots after this year. He's probably going to write out his contract or whatever. He might retire. But, like, he might do something different. He might go to another team. So we're all in, like, kind of limbo as to what the state of the NFL is going to be. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are the, the, the champions, and uh, they gave away Belichick's quarterback to San Francisco. So I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for that team. Frankly, I don't know what hold the future holds for any of those teams, to be honest. Like, kind of crazy. I... I uh, I am interested to see the new face of football coming forward. I hope the season doesn't get afflicted by the coronavirus, but it might. I know they're postponing uh, the MLB and the NHL and the NBA, and so the summer's probably going to be pretty cool with a lot of sports going on. Um, but in the meantime, like it could affect football as well. So we're just kind of waiting and seeing, like a kind of standby situation. Speaking about football, we want to transition over to the Aaron Hernandez story. I'm still the king of the transition. You can't beat me. However, um, I figured out a way to stop our bros from killing each other. And that's if you kill yourself and you're my bro. No homo, but I'm telling everybody you used to suck my dick. Like, my man isn't even alive to defend himself. And it is fucking horrifying to think that your bro from back in the high school days would be like, oh yeah, we used to totally do butthole pleasures together and like suck each other's dicks and stuff. But like, bro, he's not even around to dispute the shit. As in that like, we don't even know if it's true. And if you think about Aaron Hernandez, you're like, it's probably not true. But here's this information out on fucking Netflix in 4K about them him and his dad talking about how he used to like divulge in butthole pleasures with his high school friend. Could you even imagine a world where your bro was out here just telling people you used to it doesn't even matter if it's true because you're not allowed to refute it. It's true now because there's only one side of the fucking story. Like yeah in high school we used to like hang out and just suck each other's dicks all the time like just terrible what the fuck are you doing bro like your bro's on death row like fucking just uh, let me get into this documentary and they used to dad tell him that we used to suck each other's dicks all the time like what the fuck is that <laughs> it's it's kind of fucking hilarious if i'm admitting myself like it really is but to continue on the aaron hernandez story he is, like, the world's worst criminal. Like, just couldn't get his shit together. 
Like, if you're gonna be a murderous bastard, at least make sure your own home security doesn't rat you out. Like, what the fuck, bro? How could you make so much money and be that stupid? Like, just in general, he's just trying to do hood rat shit, which I can, I, I can empathize with. I'm normally trying to do hood rat shit. It's not the worst thing in the world, but, like, ugh, I don't know. Like, I feel like you could have done a much better job in covering your ass, you dumb motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Which brings me to another topic about dumb motherfuckers. It's those people who are crazy about Batman. Batman's my favorite superhero. Batman's the world's greatest detective. Batman is a bitch and I can prove it psychologically. And I'm about to catch a fuck ton of heat for this one. But I don't feel like I'm wrong. And I feel like the situation calls for... I feel like the situation calls for some serious improvisational skills as far as telling you why I think Batman is a bitch. And the reason I think that is, like, think about this. Who is his arch nemesis? Who is his nemesis? Who is the guy that controls his whole paradigm, right? That's the Joker, right? What are the Joker's superpowers? Like, well, he's crazy. Yeah, so is John Wayne Gacy. You know, so is Jeffrey Dahmer. But those are regular dudes. So crazy's not a superpower, right? So essentially, his greatest foil is a guy who is literally 30 seconds away from a birthday clown. Which is not imposing, it's not intimidating, it's not It's not anything. You'd be like, how could you possibly think that Batman's rogues gallery is a bag of bitches? And I'll tell you this. One, Commissioner Gordon has to be pulling his hair out because every time Batman drops off some henchman whose ass is completely kicked with like broken bones and shit, they can't prosecute that guy. There's no due process in that. Like, there's nothing. Like, what do you got? Nothing. Right? How are you supposed to prosecute a guy that a guy with rubber nipples beat up? <laughs> like, you can't do it. So let's run through this rogues gallery real quick and figure out who among Batmans, if any, and there are none, uh, are worthy opponents. Right? So, arguably, one of his second uh, most famous foils is Two-Face. What is Two-Face's power? Uh, well, my dude had half his face melted off. Uh, that's not a power. My man just has half a face. If you get really good with a pair of pliers, you can fuck that guy up real bad. What about the Penguin? Oh, you mean like a guy who's 4 foot 11? Who is, like, developmentally challenged? thinks he's a penguin, has, like, penguin attributes, so he just beats up a midget regularly. His, his Most of his guns are in an umbrella shape. That, to me, is not impressive at all. Oh, well, let's talk about the Riddler. The Riddler is just essentially a math major who is really good at Sudoku. Like, my sister could beat that guy up. My kid could beat that guy up. Uh, okay, we'll talk about Bane. Oh, Bane broke his back. So the first homie on steroids beat up the millionaire playboy. Fucking hard to believe, right? 
So all I'm saying is, is that there is literally none of, like, the scarecrow. He's a psychiatrist. If you can't beat up your psychiatrist, what the fuck are you doing? All I'm saying is, Batman is an absolute bitch. And the reason these guys keep coming out is because Gordon can't prosecute any of them. Because he just beats them up without due process. That's the whole core behind the entire Batman belief. Was that it's just not a thing. Right? The Puppet Master is essentially a ventriloquist. Um, Killer Croc is a dude with a skin condition. Uh, let's go through. Clayface is essentially made out of foundation. And not like fucking like concrete, like literally makeup foundation. Uh, like you can go through these villains and just... There is nothing redeemable there. Talking about nothing redeemable there. Let's talk about street beefs on YouTube. Now, I will give them this. As far as the street credit goes with like having fist fights uh, and not allowing the blood to happen because they're not DNA testing their, uh, their uh, athletes, I'll throw in conditions, right? I still find it to be absolutely one of the most entertaining things on the web. Because they can't, like, sanction them, they still have them. But they have, like, the most redneck rig, like, just professional setup that I've ever seen. Like, just plywood and fencing, and they got a gate and all this other shit. It's fucking kind of amazing. I'll put that out there. And furthermore, these guys have the most ridiculous nicknames, like Lunchbox. Or the Dread God. And not like, Dread me, I'm terrifying. Like, because it has Dread thoughts. Like, the most fucked up names. And what's crazy about the whole thing is that they actually have some pretty good fights. Like, it's a little bit MMA. A little bit boxing. A little bit Muay Thai. Like, it's... It's entertaining. It's completely unsanctioned, and I'm not endorsing it by any means because I believe in the uh, validity of martial arts tournaments. However, I will say that it is a lot of fun to sit there and watch some dudes beat the piss out of each other in somebody's backyard in a cage. And uh, the fights are interesting. Like, they just match up dudes who are willing to fight. So it's not like the most egregious thing in the world, but it's still pretty fucking interesting. And for me, like, Street Beefs, if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to YouTube, look up Street Beefs, watch some of those things, because they're actually pretty fucking interesting. Like, it's actually a pretty cool show. Cool as in that, like, I remember bum fights, and this is pretty much what it is. So let's do a hard transition real quick and talk about that prize fight that just happened, the heavyweight title championship between Dante Wilder and my man Tyson Fury. And I was the only man in our friends group that was going for Fury. And I didn't really want to go for Fury because Dante looked like the shit. But I had to because my ex is a gypsy. I had to give the gypsy, uh, the gypsy king his cred. And... I'll be honest, I was completely astonished with the performance he put forward. It was mind-boggling. So I didn't expect him to throw punches like he did. I didn't think he was going to do the kind of work he did. To me, it was kind of overwhelming. 
because he came up 17 pounds heavier, just like Dante did. But he was flabby, but he was relaxed. And he came in and put the wood to my dude. Anthony Joshua doesn't want any part of either one of those guys. And he has to fight one of them. If he fights fucking Dante Wilder, he'll get destroyed. If he fights Tyson, he'll get destroyed then too. So it's like a lose-lose kind of fucking weird situation. But that fight was legit. Like, I just did not see the kind of hammer shots my man was going to throw and the endurance he was going to have with that kind of body shape. Then I remember, I throw hands like that kind of body shape, so it's not that hard to imagine. But the Gypsy King, uh, King laid it on him, and it was genuinely like, what the fuck? And another thing. Let's talk about that stripper fall. So my chick was all the way up on the pool. And for those of you that don't know, those stripper poles rotate automatically. She falls from the top fucking rope. She falls from the absolute highest position she can fall from and just blasts it right into the ground. And what does this bitch do? She turns around and twerks it off. She had like a broken ankle and like was missing teeth and shit like that. This bitch turns around and twerks it off for the money. Damn bitch. Get it. Just, she got powerbombed by Devon and Bubba Ray Dudley off the top rope through a table. And she just twerks it off. <laughs> oh, yes, bitch. And can I just say that I love me some Fortune Fire? I also like the uh, knife competition show that Goldberg runs. Shit is legit. Love it. You gotta do like an obstacle course with your knife that you brought from home. And some motherfuckers are bringing like other people's knives and shit like that. Like, take your decorative ass knife home. Like, ain't nobody trying to look at that shit. Ain't nobody worried about that shit. You know what I wanna see? I wanna see Forged and Fire, the first four. Don't eliminate anybody. Let them go through two rounds. And then run the Goldberg gauntlet. Like, that shit to me would be the coolest fucking shit on earth. Because I fuck with that show. Forge and Fire to me is fucking incredible, man. Like, I have never been as enthralled by a show in something I had no idea how to do than Forge and Fire. Like, I have no idea and have no acumen and have no ability to judge people who forge fucking iron. Like, I have no fucking idea how 90% of that shit works. Like, period. Like, I have no fucking clue. And what's, uh, what's even crazier is that, like, it is something that I absolutely think I could do. Like, I worked at a shipyard. Like, I, I pounded iron before. Like, that shit is fucking hardcore. Like, the guys that do the uh, Forged and Fire are hardcore-ass motherfuckers. Like, no doubt. Like, no doubt in my brain. And the competition show is so much gnarlier than the shit they have to do. Like, they have to do all kinds of, like, crazy... And if they fuck up, like, one thing bad enough, like, they're eliminated. Like, it, to me, that shit is just fucking crazy. It's insane. Like, just, just fucking bonkers town. 
And <laughs> what's really funny about the whole thing is that Goldberg is fucking narrating the entire thing. And that's what's fucking crazy to me. Is that you got Goldberg involved and you have all this shit going on. And like you're chopping fish and barrels and fucking hacking apart boxes and all kinds of shit. With your homemade ass knife. Like fucking, like, uh, what? <laughs> like, and half these assholes are showing up like, I'm a Krav Maga expert and my buddy made this knife. Well, you better hope your buddy's good at that shit. He's not. Like, nobody ever was. Like, the only home forge shit goes. But, like, the show is fucking fire. And I always have a fantastic time with it. To me, that show is off the chain. But I will say this. I will say that I have had an absolutely fantastic time talking to you guys and having a good time and hanging out and shit like that. And if you have subjects, please message me uh, directly. I'm going to be on Spotify and iTunes with the El Bastardo Magnifi Show. It's my own show. It's going to be a short... It's not going to be anything crazy. It's not anything long. It's just like this show was. Just speaking my mind for a couple minutes and talking about what's interesting to me. And uh, I just, you know, want to do something cool. And we'll still put out the uh, the Fat and Title Bastard show because I feel like uh, this show might be kind of like one of those things that is confusing to everybody. And like, wait, well, oh, is he still doing the show with Quincy? Like, yeah, absolutely. But this show also gives me some creative uh, opportunities to go to other people and like talk to them. Sometimes the show will be like 30 minutes. Some, sometimes the show will be like two hours. The only shows that will ever be labeled as uh, the Fat and Titled Bastard shows are the shows that will come out after this. Like with just Quincy. Like fucking, like we'll do it with a guest or whatever. But any show that's without Quincy is the El Bastardo Magnifi show. And I feel like that's probably pretty important to, like, narrate and, like, dial down. Because <laughs> Quincy is going to start putting out his own content. He's also going to be doing, like, some stream shit and, like, putting out, like, videos on what he's doing. And we're going to do it together. And it's going to be, like, one of those interesting kind of fucking, like, maybe stream kind of shows. But if you have any topics you want to talk about or you're not quite sure if I'll have, like, a really fucked up opinion about something... Like, just send it in. Like, we're not worried about it. And uh, I love talking about controversial subjects. The only thing I'm trying to stay away from is, like, politics. Because I don't really give a shit. Or, like, religion. Because I don't really give a shit about that either. So, like, if you just want to talk about some dumb shit you saw on social media, like, that's pretty fucking cool by me. You know? It's one of those things where we're always looking for new content. With that being said, it's time for me to bid you adieu. And I want you to remember, if you ain't classy, you probably trash you. Good night, guys.